Welcome to my podcast, Exploring Past Lives with Karen Joy. I am Karen Joy. For over a decade, I've been doing regressions with people who want to experience a past life and sometimes their life between lives. I'm the author of several books, including the groundbreaking book, Lost Soul, Wise Soul, How Our Challenging Past Lives Shape Our Future. In this unique podcast, I speak to people who have actually experienced one or more past lives. Some have also visited their life between lives, which is also known as the afterlife. Come with me now to learn what can happen in a past life regression, what a past life experience is like, how it unfolds, and how it impacts on our current lives. Well, hello everybody. Today we've got with us a lovely young woman, Beck, who's going to share her experiences of doing a regression. And I think you did it recently, Beck. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Probably about two months ago now, actually. Two months. Okay. And Beck, uh, I think you you share what you want to do about what you do, Beck, and uh, a little bit about yourself as much as you want. Yeah, sure thing. Well, I mean, I have a kind of a health background in regards to dental. I was a dental assistant for a long time and now I am a, well, I was a, a dental receptionist and dealing with a lot of uh, parents because I was in a child's dentist. Um, and it was, yeah, a really satisfying job. I am now though in houseboats um, as a meet and greet lady. I've always oh. obviously. Had, I think you'd had, be good at that. <laughs> I love it. I love customer service, obviously. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a beautiful job, actually. It's a very interesting, very different experience from dental. People actually want to be coming on a houseboat. So it, it's lovely. And yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I've, and you're studying as well. I am, yes. Yeah. So I am also extremely into hypnotherapy myself. I am studying a clinical uh, diploma of clinical hypnotherapy therapy and applied psychotherapy. Um, and yes, I'm very, very interested in hypnosis, which is, I guess, why I came in and saw you, obviously. Well, that's the first question, isn't it? Oh, to ask why you came, but no, not the first. The first one is, and we'll go back to that, but the first one is just asking you about your history spiritually as well. So thanks for sharing that with us. Um, having a, like you also have a young family, I think. Did you mention I do, that? yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't mention But yes, I do have two young daughters and a husband. Um, yeah. And yes, yeah, so life's a bit crazy at this point in time, to be honest. Yeah. But I have this passion that has guided me to where I am now, I guess. I, I'm sure that's true. And I think, I think you've had a very interesting regression too. A little, like everyone is unique, but it's yours again is different to any that I've had before. And that's why that's why it's so exciting to do this with people. So yeah, yeah before we go into the regressions and that stuff, I was just going to ask about your spiritual pers- perspective and mm. where, like how long you've had that, where that came from, if you'd like to share some of that. Definitely. So I guess with my spiritual perspective, I guess my mom is a big influence. Um, she has come from a 
a life of being a Seventh Day Adventist when she was a, a young um, a young child, and so she did kind of put that on us a little bit as when we were younger. But my dad is not spiritual or or anything at all, um, and so we kind of formed our own family. Well, the family was the the spiritual base, um, but then my mom actually started getting into. Um, hypnotherapy was actually a, a thing that she's always thought of. Um, she loves, she loves the um, Course of Miracles as well. Um, she's very, she's involved from a religion kind of based to a spirituality based. Um, and I mean, it's all, all obviously one part and parcel, but I think her she was she she would talk to me a lot about about that stuff, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, mom. I'm, I'm young. I don't really care about that stuff yet. I'm I'm too involved with myself. Yes. Um, but then I did start to pay attention. Probably about five years ago or so, I started okay. paying attention to what she had to say a bit more in regards to that, and I did start picking up books a little bit more uh, that was more spiritual based, and I guess I formed my own thoughts on where I guess we're leading to in this life and where we're wanting to go. Yeah. So it's 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 evolving. It's still evolving. I'm, I feel more open than I, I guess I have ever felt previously, um, and especially this last couple of years. Um, it's definitely I'm, I'm taking it all in. I'm listening more to other people's beliefs, I feel, to then form my own. Beliefs yeah. of what feels right. That sounds that sounds perfect, doesn't it? And so you're quite open. And can I just say, your mother then she expanded her view because Seven Day Adventists can be quite uh, definite about restricted. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And she she says a lot to my my um, thanks a lot to my her mother in law, my my nan, um, who's passed away now, and and um, she actually. Was embraced my my the way my dad's family lived, which was all about family. Okay, all about family so that and helped to shift there. from. Yes. Of course, that can be quite a restrictive up, upbringing, but it doesn't sound like it was too bad for you. So that's good. No, not at all. Yeah. And, and yeah. that it was always embraced with love and family. I was very fortunate. I had the most amazing upbringing in in so many ways compared to to stories I've heard from people I know. And and it's okay. it's. Very, I'm very thankful for, for what I've had in my life, for sure. Well, that's wonderful because, you know, that's that's come from somewhere too. But you have had, we'll move into the regressions, you have had regressions before you came to see me. Is that correct? Yes. yes. I, yeah, it was amazing. I The first time, so I had obviously heard a bit about hypnotherapy and I had touched on hypnotherapy, but my mum was listening to some case studies on, on YouTube and was like, oh, you've got to listen to the way they do it and the way they speak and the questions that they ask and, and where these people go. It's amazing. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so I get onto YouTube and I click on the first thing that comes up and it's an hour long and it's actually a past life regression hypnosis session. Wow. And so I was like, what is this? And I was like, and then it started having this deep voice and it's, this is a self-hypnosis. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is actually a session. Why not? Let's give it a go. So I put my headphones in, I laid on the bed and I just went with it. I had no expectations. I had, I just kind of was like, oh, this is funny. And oh my goodness, I had a past life regression. 
by myself with this this YouTube video and it was deep it was it was amazing and it took me to this past life as an Eskimo I was a man I was a manly man and it was the strangest feeling of, of I actually physically felt that I was changing and it was a very powerful experience for not yeah. having dabbled in it previously or really I guess investigating too much of it it was a very powerful experience and this love that I had for my my wife was a very possessive love which I am married to my husband now and comparing it was just such a different love uh-huh. uh, it was it was controlling it was um it was she's mine kind of thing yes, it was just yes crazy experience and and I came out of that kind of going, wow, why did that happen? I think for one, it was to prove to me that hypnosis works. For two, I think it was to know that there's strength in us. Um, And yeah, it was just, it was a magical experience. That was my first, first experience as uh, for for hypnotherapy. Uh Uh-huh. And I think the fact that you had no expectations because it was your first and you didn't have any (laughs) idea what was going to happen. What was doing? Well, that, that probably helped, you know, because she was very open. And yes. Well, that's yes. really interesting. And that's interesting for listeners to know that it's possible to do yes. that. That's yes. great. And then did you have other experiences after that? I did. I, I had a uh, paid experience. Like I went and paid to a hypnotherapist and I had, I, um, it was a wonderful experience. Um, to be honest, it was actually with a girl that I knew back in back in the day when I was uh-huh. younger um, and she had gone and done hypnotherapy. We'd, we'd lost contact. She'd gone and done hypnotherapy. She also, funny enough, it was my sister that was wanting to buy me a hypnotherapy session and she got a letter in the mailbox, which was actually this girl that I know, her marketing kind of pamphlet, flyer. And so my sister called her and made got a gift certificate for her to have for me to have this session with her and um so then I connected back with this girl Jess and I was like oh my god I know you this is so weird my sister's paid for a hypnotherapy session with you I'm wanting to have a past life regression and so we ended up yeah getting together and she was like great for knowledge in regards to doing my my studying kind of thing like it, it actually this this whole experience of meeting her again really gave me drive to get back to actually get into my hypnotherapy study um and yeah so then I I did do a past life with her it was a it wasn't as deep as what I had done myself previously I don't know whether I was hyped up on meeting her again after so many years because I can get a bit excited um and so I didn't quite get as deeply into the the session but I did still go to a past life I went as a I think it was either Sweden or Switzerland I was in the mountains I was a a shepherd of goats Um, but it was a very lonely life it was a very basic life it was a a life of duty to carry on what I was doing my family had done Um, I, I could feel this growth on my neck and I couldn't speak my truth and I don't know whether that's one in, in combined as, stu- as such, um, but it it was, yeah, it was a very lonely, very lonely life. I was extremely emotional throughout it because I think I wasn't as deep as I had been. So I was comparing my life now to this life that I was watching and seeing 
and I, I and was experiencing very too because you were emotional. Yes, yeah. I was, yes, yes, and because I was, I was feeling this loneliness, and it was, it was sad. It was, it wasn't. I wasn't able to speak my 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 truth, and and to be honest, in my life, right at this point in time, I am. A, a big advocate of people speaking their truth and telling people how they feel and expressing themselves and people that can't, it does actually affect me quite a lot, which I need to work on, work on that. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it, it was, it was a lonely life and, and I, I died quite fearful. Um, and it wasn't much more than that. It was, it was, it was a pretty basic life, I guess. Um, I guess I took from that, to be honest, I, it was um, it was a life that was just, I think, to to experience kind of the loneliness, like to experience that to, and, and to remember it even the loneliness yeah, and to yeah. help. Well, it sounds like you were lonely and you also couldn't speak your truth, and they're two mm-hmm. things that you are uh, you know, you are not experiencing. I'm not experiencing that in this life. I have to but admit, you yes. are able having that experience now from the past. You're able to be very grateful for the fact that you're not experiencing them. So sometimes yes. it's contrast. Yeah, yes, contrast. it is. One, you've got to feel both sides, yin and yang. That's kind of, right. Um, and, you know, that's how we appreciate things because we can take things for granted. You know, if we mm-hmm. don't 100%. remember the how it can be different. So yeah. Yeah, Definitely. I think that might have been part of it. So you're in a state of gratitude, which is great. I am. I am actually, yes. That's very true. <laughs> okay. And then you decided to come and see me. Was there any particular reason why you decided that? Well, I had actually been recommended to see you from my old boss who had come and seen you himself um, and his wife had also come and seen you. And because I had gone to work and when I had done the self-hypnosis with with the, um, the YouTube, I had went to work in a daze the next day. I was like in a tizzy. I, sorry, I should say I was very excitable about what I had experienced. And so I got every, like everybody was around and I was telling them, <laughs> my my night of of hypnosis and they all of course laugh their ass off at me and that's fine <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that I don't mind it because I know and every single person did say like they would come up to me individually after I told the whole like they were they were obviously asking me silly questions and they were being like laughing about everything and and I I'm quite fine with that I actually enjoy it and every single one of them though came up to me afterwards by themselves when nobody was around. So what's what's that YouTube video? Can you can you share that with me? <laughs> kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, that's right. You do want to experience. Do you remember it. what it was now? Oh, I, I can't actually remember. I have to look it up to to say it. I should, shouldn't I? To, to well, maybe it, maybe I need to put put it with the podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yes, just, be contacting me, just, asking where do I get that? <laughs> just to experience it. But yeah, it was just past life regression. Um, yeah, past life regression, I think it, it, all it was. And then it, it came up, but it was on YouTube. I will look it up afterwards and, and let you know. But yes, they all did actually ask me about it afterwards. And Tony, my my, my boss at the time, he, he was pulled me aside. Well, he didn't pull me aside. I think we just went into the lunchroom. And um, he's like, hey, Beth. He's like, yeah. He's like, I've had a past life regression with somebody. I was like, stop it. You have not. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And then he's like, her name, her name's Karen, Karen Joy. It was an amazing experience. And he still like, he kind of told me little bits and pieces. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not as, not as, not everyone's not as open as, as I am. And yeah. I don't know whether they feel like they're going to get criticized or whatever. 
but it was actually a it was he was like it was amazing it was he told me little bit snippets of it and he said what an experience it was he's like you'll have to go see us sometime okay I'll remember that and that was probably <laughs> about two years ago two no it was probably three no yeah maybe three years ago three or four years ago that I actually uh-huh. got got told your name and and so I was like I don't, yeah, this, obviously I'm studying it now. And so I felt that I wanted to experience, especially, you know, word of mouth recommendations are always the best recommendations. So you've always been weighed on my mind there, Karen. And I've always kind of, I will do that eventually. Um, Actually, there was one more lady that told me about you. My husband went and got a tattoo from from a lady that I must have been a neighbor of yours um, in Mulaney, and uh-huh. um, and I was speaking to her about hypnotherapy, as I obviously always speak about it to everybody. And she's like, and I said, Karen, Karen Joy, and she's like, I know her, and she's like, she's a neighbor of mine, and I was uh-huh. she's like, yeah, she's amazing, and I was like, okay, like I know this this one moment in my life I will meet Karen Joy and I will have my hypnotherapy session and it will happen. So it's been a long time coming, but yet I just didn't feel that the time was right until then. (laughs) And now we're fortunate enough to have you talking to us about the regressions, which is informative for people and they do like to know. So let's keep going. Tell me what happened in your regression when we did get there. So I guess because I I had no expectations, obviously, Karen, we had no expectations and it was a case that I just knew that whatever, I guess, because I've had so many, like a couple of experiences previously, I knew whatever happens is meant to happen. And and so I, I didn't have any expectations with that. And so then I, I went to this life of well I felt India straight away when yep. when um when you you got me into that trance and it it was it was blank everything was black but I felt the word India and to be honest I'll have to say I thought in my head for a split moment in time I don't know anything about India if I need to make up this story why did I say India why did I do that oh <laughs> and then I, was like, well, we, I don't need to make it up well, it's, it's good, good to come it's good you've shared that because that's exactly the we do still have our conscious mind there you know mm-hmm. like giving us little messages like that <laughs> yes questioning things and that's just part of the process but we just put that aside which you did obviously and kept going <laughs> yes I did but yes it was very funny it was just black and, and the word India came to me but then I guess I started feeling that I was but with India I didn't feel like I automatically I guess yes my conscious mind was there going the slums are you part of the slums are you suffering is there some or are you kind of in the rich like with the rich because we know there's such a, a distance there um and I didn't feel any of that and I felt I felt connected I had this energy run through me that felt connected with with source or with spirit and I was like oh I'm feeling very spiritual but I didn't again feel connected to the people I think I said connection um but it wasn't connection to people it wasn't the connection to individual people it was a connection to source it was a connection to the oneness 
And I was very confused though at this first time when I jumped in. I I didn't realize what I was feeling, whether I was confused about being in this setting, I wasn't unsure about it, or whether I was confused as this person. And I worked out that I was confused as this person, being that I was seeing the suffering that was occurring and I felt that what we knew as um as I guess what I came to realize I was a spiritual holy man as such in India um but I I was I was caught up with the suffering that I was seeing but also my teachings and learnings and how I needed to pass them on to the people like that that would be to help people wouldn't it and so I was kind of I could feel myself being quite um like yeah torn by by the the situation and I would see my masters I did see my masters at this point like I could I didn't necessarily visualize them but I could feel that I had masters or or other people that were part of the group and they seemed to just to me at this point in time turn a blind eye to things It, it was like they were unaware of the suffering but I was caught up a little bit in feeling the suffering but also knowing what I was doing was right so after I kind of went through those emotions that Karen did help me kind of digest and kind of go, okay, I then got taken to like a long, I was 30 at the time, I believe. And and then I got taken to kind of 50 to 60 years old and everything became a lot clearer. I, I actually felt the the knowledge of this, this, um, this person that I, I, I was, was just, it was all meant to be that way that we are meant to be in a higher vibration from the the suffering and i i also knew that i was in the hills um or well now what i've realized the mountains pretty sure the himalayans um and i was there i would be in a cave that's where we would would live um or meditate and, and we would be in caves and it was a way of being distanced from the 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 people because the people brought with them fear. It, they brought with them these low dense vibrations that I just couldn't. I was getting trapped in. I I was as a younger holy man. I guess I, yeah. I I was getting trapped in in that seeing the fear and seeing the suffering and wanting to physically help them. But my masters were above that. And I guess at the time I thought, was it an ego thing or was it, was I I couldn't understand what I guess I thought was ignorance to it. Um, But there's nothing like that. They they weren't hooking into it. Exactly. I was. (laughs) And you you couldn't understand why they, they seemed a bit distant. Exactly. I, again, it was the un, like not realizing the full awareness of the the duty that we were doing or the teachings that we were the the learning from the masters. Yes. I was caught up, um, and then I think there was a moment that I must I must have saw a, quite a quite a lot of suffering when I was a younger holy man, and that hurt me that hurt my heart and and made me want to help maybe want to physically help them but what we what I came to realize so when we jumped ahead to the the 50 60 mark in age um I felt instant calmness 
I felt instant peace and clarity. It was like an aha moment of, oh my gosh, why was I thinking like that previously? Because what we're doing is so much more than what I could have done physically. What we were doing and what we would do is we would meditate and we would um, we would take in the energy from from source, from the oneness, from God, and we would take it into us and we would release it. We would we would yeah. bring it to to the the masses um, that were trapped in that dense dense fear. And it was it was a vibration. It was more frequencies and vibrations that I felt um, than kind of emotions that you you wouldn't kind of put an emotion onto it in that mindset. I was thinking of density and lightness and, yes. and vibrations. So we would we would give that vibration to them. So did that penetrate? Like did you get the sense that that vibration did reach them and penetrate? Yes, but I, I it's needed. It felt that it was needed on this earth. This earth if if we didn't have these light beings that felt on earth, then we wouldn't it it would get really dark. It would, it would get worse. really <laughs> dark here. And I feel that there's there's these, obviously now that I've kind of had this experience, I did research a little bit, and there is these these caves where the Himalayan masters live and um, and ah uh, and and just even in Tibet and and the monks and and just just all the spiritual kind of um, places in in this on this earth, I do feel is ultimately, to bring this lightness and this this um, higher frequencies into the earth to help the denseness of it because otherwise we could get, yeah, it could get very dark here, I feel. Dark. So so then did you get a message about your role in your current life? Is it related to that? Yes. Well, I feel that the exact situation of me feeling caught up and in in suffering with with people that are suffering yes. um, and not just being with that um, is something that I probably do now, to be honest, which again, I didn't realize that I had this issue or, or anything because I guess I'm very, I'm a very empathetic person. I, when I see somebody suffering or when I see somebody in pain or, or emotionally having difficulties with the choices that they've made, I want to fix them. I want to, I want to okay, help them. And so you want to, a bit like when you were 30 in that life. <laughs> yes, and I get caught in that 100%. And so when I came to that point of like, yeah, in my 60s or 70s or 50s or 60s in that life and seeing the that I'm doing more help by just being present. So being I ended up. present. Yes. That's it, being present with that love yes. or light or whatever and, you yes. want to call it. Energy. Or the, the higher vibration at that particular yeah. time. But now what I know or what I think is, is just being there with love and yeah. not necessarily going, I need to fix you. I need to change you. You're choosing this life and you're going through these hard times and this is a lesson for you and it's healthy to actually have um, have that pain and suffering for them to grow and to learn. Yes. And if somebody fixes it for them, how are they going to learn? That's right. So, so yeah, I've, I've realized that, yes, and um, you helped me with that, Karen, actually, like processing it all. <laughs> you did. You, you said it. You actually did say, you're like, you know, it's okay for people to suffer. I'm like, 
it is okay for people to suffer. Yes. The, the suffering is part of the learning. And I mean, learning. that's tough. It's a tough thing, but it, it is. is It is the way we are. And I think that's, I will mention my book here. I just think yeah. that is what I tried to get through in that book, that it is the journey. Did, it is. I did. I actually, so after all of this, um, and you told me about your book as well, and I kind of was like, oh, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get this book. I feel that I need to know this book, but not yet. So I put it aside and I was like, I'm, I'm still reading my other books at this point in time because another message that came through for me in this session was that I need to distance myself from technology. I need to distance myself from the distractions that occur in in this life. Um, and obviously, we're busy people that need to have distractions and stuff. And, and, and technology helps us in a lot of ways. But Speaking you know, of social media and things like that. Social media, that's exactly right. And I would get caught up in that. I'd get stuck on the scroll, something fierce. Yeah. Um, and so I have I've taken that away actually now. And the other thing that was mentioned in my session was that I need to stop those distractions because the the reading and my books are actually what's very important to me and will help me with my life now. And so I was like, yep, I'm going to do that. So I put my, I took off all, all social medias and I went to my reading and I picked up my books and I would, and I think I said in the session that you, the books will come to you when you need to know those books. They're, they'll they'll be available. They'll be there for you. Yes, exactly. And so I trusted that. So I picked up a book and I was reading away. And then just one night, I was like, "Oh no, I'm not just. I just I just want some light reading. I don't want to have because I've been reading some like brain books and like all about kind of the brain kind of." neuroplasticity and scientific stuff it's pretty intense so I was like no no I just want some light reading tonight I'm going to pick up Karen's book actually I'll pick up the the lost souls why souls and I'll I'll give it a go I got completely hooked completely stuck into it I was like oh my god this is amazing and it was funny because so obviously I'm studying my hypnotherapy and reading this book I was like wow when I eventually have clients, I don't know how I would deal with challenging clients. I don't know how I would deal with with somebody that might be having a, a, a past life that is quite um, different to my life now. Very challenging life yeah. with perpetrator or victim or yes. whatever. Really and deep, that yeah. Deep, deep. Like, what would I say to them? How would I? How would I ask questions? How would I go from there without putting my own judgment on on that? And wow, did your book help me do that? Like, actually look into that so much more. And I took so much away from that book in, in regards to to being that they have had this this life for a reason. Whether it's this karmic cycle that they're going through at this particular time. And they're going to, to, they need to learn to, you know, play both sides, the victim and the perpetrator and, and, but how to get them out of that and how to, how to pull them away from that. And I think obviously with your work, Karen is just amazing and that you can help them to do that. And that was, yeah, it was a really eye-opening thing for me to how to deal with that sort of situation, but understanding those type of um, people because, to be honest, I don't know whether my soul has had that challenging karmic cycle um, as what was in the books, but I think I am meant to help those kind of people. 
Yes, and how in some can way. I help that? Yes, so it's it's, it's, it's about non not judging ever ultimately. Yes. I think, and they I believe they were sent to me. Those people actually, those yes. clients that came to me, and they'd already had the those lives, and they were past yes. having them, but they still had remnants left exactly. over. And that's mm-hmm. where we hit the problems. Is where we've got these remnants left over that keeps us a bit stuck because we carry yes. stuff over. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's exactly right. They have to be for one ready to move on from that karmic cycle, which I think we're now coming into this, this, this life at this, this particular time this of era. the earth yeah, and area. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is really amazing for that, um, people processing this karmic cycle that they've had previously. And yes, that's right. It's a beautiful thing and I think it's all come about at this 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 time. It's amazing. Well, I can see it's it's we can see your future a bit because in the regression there was yeah, you're being very um definitely guided about what to do and you're following the guidance which is amazing because that's the other hard thing that we've got to do <laughs> is follow the guidance. And uh some of the things you got in that regression because I've got a few notes of it here that you you were there to bring that frequency to earth and and we but you were doing it by living away in caves and it seems to me that perhaps now you're meant to bring that frequency while you're immersed in the with people the physical side I think and that's yes. where I think I've chosen this this life this time maybe to be more hands-on physical that I might have witnessed previously or I could have gone down that pathway but now I'm like, okay, let's go down that pathway. Let's give it a go this time. So that's that's how I'm kind of feeling that I, I'm on the more physical side of things of, of helping people. Hopefully, <laughs> in, yes, in this you life, may, you may still find that you're going to hold that energy and be present, like what you learned in that past life. Mm-hmm. But you're now more immersed in the in the experience of being around people and you're going to be challenged with their, again, with their traumas. And, yes. And so learning how not to get hooked into that is definitely. <laughs> and that was, that was, yeah, one of the points that did come up of, of distancing yourself a little bit from it. Whereas, yes, you can, you can be a, a acknowledge it. I think yep. we said acknowledge it um, and be present with it, but don't, don't, immerse yourself in it don't hook into it because you need to hold your own light you need yes. to hold the light for them right. don't 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 take on theirs hold your own and yeah, hold that's your own exactly light. right hold your light while acknowledging that they are struggling but not uh, not having to feel see we're so empathetic sometimes or even sympathetic that we start actually feeling their pain because mm-hmm. we've had pain ourselves in the past yeah. And so it's easy to trigger that memory. But we want to know, I sort of think we've got to know that know it at some sort of level of knowing, but not actually be feeling it because that doesn't actually help them. You're just back there with them. And then you want to fix it. And of course it's not about <laughs> fixing it that way. It's about oh, yes. giving them hope and that lovely frequency. The other thing that was interesting that I remember you saying. Uh, about the way you helped people in that previous life was you said something here. I'm looking to see where it is, but I remember you saying, I can help the people who are depressed, who are sad. Do you yes. remember that? Yes. So but there was I, one category you couldn't. Yes, so I could. <laughs> yes, I do. So so also, yeah, I did I didn't say this before, but yes, when I was in my fifties and sixties in that life, I I actually was astral traveling as well. So that's how I would would help these people. So as I realized with 
right clarity that it, we didn't have to be physically touching the people or, or helping them down there, but I would go and meditate and I would, would travel. I would astral travel to, to places where I'd see suffering. I chose, my choice was to help people. There was other masters that would help um, planet earth or help animals even like, and just be with them, help them to grow, help them to, to be. And, and um, yeah. And I, I personally felt the being sitting with suffering was, was what I wanted to do. And it was again, not to, not to, um, not to, take on that energy. It was to literally be light. So I would go to these places and there would be somebody say suffering and I would just sit there and they couldn't see me. It was just the fact that I would sit there and just let my energy radiate out and it would touch them and it would make them feel lighter for that moment. And whether that's all that they needed to then keep on going Mm -hmm. um, or whatever it might be, but there was a lot of sadness that I could help. I I helped the, the lonely I felt that I was able to help depression and I felt like, you know, anything that felt dark in that way, I could help and and sit with and just be. I literally didn't need to do anything. I just needed to be. be. Um, And then though there was anger. I could not help anger. Anger was was something that I think I tried to help a lot when I was starting to learn how to do this traveling by the masters. And because I felt anger was contagious. I felt it would, it would, somebody would get angry and it would throw to the other person and make them angry. And, and so I tried to stop that anger, but that was actually the most blocked emotion or, or frequency. It was, it was so blocked and just so dense and, and in on itself. It almost felt like there was just no infiltrating that. But then I realized that sadness and, and depression can turn into anger. So if I help the ones that are feeling sad and, and depressed or like just sit with them and, and give them that light, that it might not turn into anger. Okay. Um, and so, but also I realized that Anger flows. Everything flows. The the ebb and flow of, of of emotions and feelings happen all the time. You you don't ever stay still. It's it's always changing. So eventually they would come out of this anger. And at that time, you would, I would hope to help them to not fall back into that anger. But yes, anger was a, a an interesting frequency. Anger is very interesting, I think, because it's it's a bit of a wall. You know, it's mm. and it's got it's a powerful feeling. And so when people are feeling powerless, there's a temptation, um, which a lot of us take at the time, to get angry. And you can see that in political circles at this point in time too. Yes, yeah, I definitely feel that. Yeah, you said something about uh, that the fear, and fear leads to these things like anger and and so does depression and everything. Yeah, it was it was an interesting feeling what I, what came over me when when we started talking about fear. I I got this this in depth kind of um, knowledge of what fear was. It was a, a really strange thing. So I felt that it was a case that I mean, fear is not not part of us when we are born. It felt that fear comes. Well, uh, the way I uh, the metaphor I think I used was a blanket. Fear is a blanket yes. that is placed on us, yes. um, and it's placed on us when, when we're born and, and come into the world and we start learning things. It is placed on us, and this this fear is is our beliefs from our parents, our 
things to keep us safe as such or any kind of yeah thing that is is taught to us through a historical kind of view as such um and which obviously our cultures our, our customs kind of come through that as well but I feel that it was especially I think maybe in in the western world uh more so than maybe the eastern that is is more fear-based and, and, and this blanket is thrown over us as a child and that's what we kind of grow up with. And then I kind of felt that it was, it was one of those things that, that people lo- actually love the, the, the blanket. They, 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 they feel that it makes them controlled with their, um, it, it makes them feel like they are in control. control. Yeah. of their life because they've got this blanket around them. They're cozy. They're, they're comforted because they've got their boundaries or they've got their, their rules and their um, customs, beliefs, beliefs yes, yeah. that they, they, they stick by. And in that, that, that makes them in control, but it's not the case. It really felt like this blanket gave other people control because oh, okay. you were covered in you're covered in this fear blanket that somebody else can then tell you, oh yes, well that that's exactly what um, you shouldn't you shouldn't do this because the custom said it or the beliefs said that kind of thing. So you're sort of giving your power over to others by by having this blanket of the fear is like a blanket. You said it's covering us, but it's not us. And so for you, it felt suffocating but for others it said you you can feel comforted because you've got all these beliefs that sort of protect you yes you can see that in religion and but you can see it all sorts of things like if I work hard I'll make enough money then I'll be safe we're always looking for this safety I do think the earth is a pretty challenging place and of course we do look for all sorts of things to feel safe on the planet addictions Mm -hmm. like for example Mm -hmm. and that can anything yeah, anything like religion, cults, yeah. anything can help us make sense. And then help, help you kind of thing. And, and yes, but I also got the, the feeling that um, I, I do remember seeing this kind of, I literally could physically see this blanket. That's why I actually liked the, the metaphor that I was using in the time of when I was under hypnosis, um, that I could physically see this blanket over us. And I could see that some people didn't have it completely covering themselves they Uh had you know what their mindset was like or their um their thought process was more spiritual based or or more understanding of you know I don't have a fear of death I know that where we can come back again and do things or I know that there's a purpose in this life but you know there's there's more meaning afterwards and and those kind of people like may may have their head out of the blanket they they might be kind of sitting out of the blanket as immersed in it immersed in it but then I saw that like that maybe their bodies were still uh, under the blanket because of you know their upbringing and and, and the way they they were taught to to live life kind of thing but they're starting stay safe it's about and to staying stay safe a hundred percent because on this planet of course we die so yeah. we uh, we think we die well we think we, we our bodies do die and so we're trying that to keep doesn't. them safe. So that's yes. what the blanket is, keep the body safe. But, of course, we're more than our bodies, as oh, we know. So much more and than our bodies. Yeah. So it's a great thing if we can get past that and throw the blanket off to some yes. degree anyway. Well, that's, yes, I think I felt that I, I had some kind of indication as to how we could possibly 
let go of that blanket. And I mean, some people do rip at it. Like they're like, oh no, I've got to, I've got to better myself in this life. And they go and do all those self-help and, and they become so spiritually enlightened, but they're ripping it off kind of thing. And I kind of felt that if you stuck with your intuition as in your, your knowing, your, yes, your, can your be your guides. Yes, it yeah. could be your guides around you. You can think of it in, in multitudes of ways, but of seeing your knowing and, and you know, you, you might get told to do something and you, you just instantly got the first thought being, oh, no, I don't want to. But then they persuade you to do it. And so you can't go do it. And then, but if your first knowing was, was no, I don't think I should do it, you don't do it. And then there's other things that are like, oh, come on, let's, let's do this. And you go, yeah. But then you start going, oh, no, I don't want to do that. That's scary. Kind of so thing. it's following that first intuitive thought that comes from a guy. I feel, yes. Like That's I what think, we do in the regression, like that yes. first idea or thought that pops in. <laughs> Is what you need to say to, to get That's what right. information needs to come to you. And sometimes like, yeah, it can sound crazy. And I don't necessarily think it's like ridiculous impulses or anything like that to, to go no. and do. But I think it's this, this inner knowing that we all have that we have yeah. maybe lost touch with or whatever it might be. And sometimes you get it here and there where you really, hear, really, really feel that feeling. Um, and other, and that's like, that is like your knowing saying, come on, do it kind of yeah. thing. But yeah. we've got that with every choice is what I kind of feel like. We've got it with every kind of decision and choice we can make is just, we know, we know we in a knowing with even meeting somebody, you have that kind of instant kind of, Hmm. Yeah. like a feeling of them as such or, or something. Yeah. It's not in a judgmental way. No. Um, if you're awake to it, you if yes. you're awake and aware and being present, as we've talked mm-hmm. about already, you, yes. can, you can pick those up. So I think what you're saying is that if the blanket's there and we've got it for all these reasons about staying safe, but what you're getting from your guides is saying you don't actually need it no. If you are able to be present and be in your knowing and yes, listen exactly. to your and guidance. I, yeah. 100%. I feel, I feel like that would then slowly peel back that blanket. It will, it will take that blanket off slowly and that will then you will become into your, your yourself of your trusting of yourself. And it might not be the way that you're necessarily brought up. It might not yeah. be necessarily what your parents believe. It might not be what what the religion you got brought into or whatever it might be. It, it might not be those same feelings, but you feel at peace with yeah. all your decisions that you make and you feel at peace of where you are in your life due to listening to that knowing. And that is, I guess, taking that fear away from, from, from us. Yeah. Yes. Well, I agree with you. And, and and the book you mentioned, what is happening there, of course, people have been down this dark path, or mm-hmm. sometimes dark in one way or another, suffering path and coming out of it now. And a lot of people who are listening to this podcast will be in that position. And I've been in that position, definitely. And I don't know, you have to some degree, probably got a little bit hooked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And we have got this opportunity now to start really being our true selves and feeling safe yeah. in the world. And it's a bit of yeah. a challenge to feel safe in a challenging world like we're in. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I did think I also did feel, I remember in, in the, the hypnosis as well, like I did feel that that blanket, I think I might have said, as I mentioned when I was in there, I was like, wow, at this present, in this era, at this point in time, the blanket actually is getting lighter on all of us. Good. 
Good. And I think, yeah, I'm feeling like there is a shift and change in, in our belief systems and, and maybe even the generation that's coming through now is a little bit more sensitive. We we call it, especially the older generations, like, oh, they're so soft and everything like that. But I don't think it's a softness. I think it's a sensitivity. It's a sensitivity of being empathetic to one another. I think it's a sensitivity of, of just caring for nature, caring for yes. us as one and not feeling, you know what, they've got more than an I have, so I want what they have. Or yeah, that's right. It's, it's not interesting. Like, yes. Well, I was just going to say we're in a play, we're in a, a system of contrast, and so you see the contrast, but you can fall into that sort of jealousy sort of thing mm-hmm. or dissatisfaction thing. But we, we yeah. want to try and get into that positivity. Yeah, everything is all right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, because, you know, when we're all in that way and we're all feeling like we've got enough, there'll be more sharing, there'll be more more understanding of each other to the point that it's it's not going to be like as greedy, I think, as as world maybe has been. That's right, yeah. And that, and that of course, greed comes from fear anyway. And that's mm-hmm. how you create your reality by being in the positivity. That's what I'm learning anyway. Definitely. So, so your spirit guides were there with you. Yeah, I do actually. I, I I sensed them. I think it was. I don't know whether because that past life itself was such a a knowing. Um, and like when I even died, oh, that was that was a good experience. Oh yes, die, tell us die. about that before we go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that I'll give it a quick one. So pretty much. You asked me to kind of go to my death. To be honest, I just wanted to sit in that life for a really long time because there was literally just feel, the feeling of calm, clarity, nowhere to be, no responsibilities, just being, peace, oneness was amazing. But then it came to the point where I, I needed to kind of pass on. And I think I, at this time, I don't think we actually spoke about it, but I think I was like about 90 to 100 at that time. So I had a pretty long life and I could feel my heart slowing down. And the heartbeat, when I, especially when I'd astral travel, um, it would be my connector to, uh-huh. to coming back to my body. And I felt it was slowing down. So I kind of knew that the time was coming up. And we didn't need to speak about it. It was just a knowing that this was what, what happens. And I was actually a little bit excited for it, I think. And so I, I go down to meditate. Um, I sit in, sit in my cave and meditate and I go and I travel. But I can feel my heart slowing down and... I was sitting with people and just being, and then I think I was traveling, like I was just kind of in in the air as such. I don't necessarily think I was with anybody at that time. I was just in the air, and all of a sudden I felt my heart stop. And when my heart stopped, I exploded into particles. Oh, that's right. I remember now. This explosion. <laughs> it was an explosion of, and I just went into particles. It was the most amazing experience of just being one with everything and not being anymore and not being physical, but being white. Oh my goodness. Like, wow. It was just the most amazing experience. And I, I just shot off into, to no, no era, everything kind of thing. I wasn't dense anymore. It was, it was this infinite feeling of infinite uh, that I couldn't even fathom being when I was that, 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 that person. And I mean, we were very connected with source and we knew that there was this, this thing. So I guess I didn't in my past, past life regressions, I guess I did have guides come to me, but this one, I did it. 
I was just all of a sudden with all, with the oneness, which I knew, yeah, which I knew was going to happen and occur, I guess. So because of my knowing, I didn't need guides to guide me there. No, you don't. And maybe you don't now. Maybe you're, because you're channeling your, you know, you are that greater energy anyway with a physical body. Maybe you don't. Yeah, it was just, it was just, uh, yeah, it was a magical experience. And it was because I'd had death previously in, my, in the past lives. And the the one that I did to myself, I was ready to go. I was, I was ready to go back with my wife previously. Like when I was at Eskimo kind of, uh, kind of life, I was, I was very content to pass on and I was not fearful. The next one I was fearful. I didn't, I didn't, know what I thought nothing would come I thought okay. it was done and dusted and so I definitely had guides coming in With to me in that one help. yeah but then this one was just like hell I know where I'm going let's go kind of thing it yes and so do you remember amazing. what I said, said to you at the talk about you did the experience so I, we have on earth that's not the is same any, yes you're like is there anything like that on earth and I guess I think at that particular time because I wasn't necessarily in that life my body wasn't anything to me. It wasn't, uh, I barely ate, I'm pretty sure, yes. when I was in this, this, this like, um, holy man's life. I, I don't think there was much physically that I cared about. Like, my ego was very, I didn't even have an ego kind of almost, yeah. it felt like I just didn't even sense, I didn't even sense names, I don't think. I didn't sense, sense like, anything because we're all just this. And it, yeah. it was an interesting thing. But, um, it was, yes, you, you did kind of indicate, oh, have, have you heard of? Is, is there any experience like that on earth? And does <laughs> and that like, make sense, what I said? What oh, I my God, it does. So, yes. now that tell I, our audience I, what I, that is. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen indicated to me that um, would it be slightly like, or she, she said, um, have I ever heard of the term petty mort? And I hadn't at the time, and she said, it's French for little death, which also can mean orgasm. And I was like, oh, my God, it is. And I was 100% <laughs> like an orgasm, but, like, next level, people, next wow. level. It was, it was a mind, body, soul erupting orgasm that exploded me. It was the most amazing experience of, yes, and, and like, Karen did say, do you understand how somebody could maybe that was going in a more darker path could just hold on to that for a moment? So, yes, whether it be that they are sexually promiscuous or, or, or I guess, need, just wanting or addicted to that, I guess. Or, to yes, something. Have, it's it's important to them. <laughs> yes, exactly. And because it it, at that for that split second, it might make them feel completely and utterly okay with themselves, or or okay with the world, or okay with them just so now. Connected, yeah, connected, and yeah, I literally had an orgasmic death. It was the most amazing experience, and it was it was beautiful. It was wow. It was uh, I couldn't even. I've I've obviously told this story to quite a few people, and they're like, "What? <laughs> what kind of thing?" And I was like, "It was amazing. Something to look forward to." <laughs> it is definitely. So we'll. I, I'm sure it's possible for people to to have that. Well, the French call it that. So there you go. That must definitely. It must mean something for a reason. So I found it. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you shared that with us because I think we might end there because that's a pretty it's exciting a way to finish. <laughs> To finish a life, oh, to finish it. our podcast. 
So thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm so glad we re- that you brought that up because I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> yes, it was a good one. It's a great ending. I love this. <laughs> yes, it is. So you've, you've spoken to us, Becca. I'm just going to wish you all the best for your journey. And I think you're going to make a difference to a lot of people's lives. And hopefully this podcast is already doing that. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> thank you so much, Karen, for having me on. I really, really do appreciate it. I'm so happy I could share it. Yeah, I'm pleased too. So, okay, we'll say goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Please feel free to access my website, lifebetweenlivesregression.com.au for much more information about past lives and life between lives. You also might want to tune in to my Twitter and my Instagram account and my Facebook page, Karen Joy Author. On my website, you will find case studies explored in depth in my blogs and in my books and locate other useful information and resources. Thank you for listening.